Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We have been talking about online education. We've talked about students being interested in taking online classes. We've talked about what makes a good online class. Now let's just in general start talking a little bit about what the benefits are uh, to online courses and you know talking about the variety of online courses as well. So I, I think there are some that that think an online class, the only way I'm going to take an online class is, you know, it's going to be this thing that I take on my own, like a correspondence course back in the day that I can take anytime, day or night. But there are so many other ways you can do online classes. Uh, remote instruction is is really good. You and I have taken classes in that and, and companies are thriving in that. We're, I'm talking about all the MOOCs, your, your Udemy, your edX, your Coursera, and a number of different companies. Uh, uh, LinkedIn has a bunch of those classes as well. So those are thriving, those are wonderful, but they're one end of that spectrum of education on the diametrically opposed end of the fully in-person you have to be here during those days, uh, on those days during those hours. So there's a spectrum there. And it's very important to highlight the importance of that because when we want students to be able to fit education uh, within the confines of their life and work balance, which are exceedingly important, we need to think about the, how appropriate it is for individual students. So that we've got things like hybrid, whereby part of the instruction is in person, part of the instruction is asynchronous and remote. Then it allows you to have those salient interactions with the faculty and with the classmates. A special uh, model of that is the flipped classroom, where all of the didactic element, the lecture elements, happen in an asynchronous remote uh, online format. And you come to school to do the hands-on, whether it's a lab, whether it's shop, whether it is to go through the materials and work on them. It, it, could, it, could, it doesn't need to be in welding in, in the construction, it could be very well be in philosophy and, and world religion. So th those, that's one element. Another element is the high flex, which is perhaps a marriage of all of those. And high flex is a polysynchronous approach. Asynchronous is you're attending at any time that you want. Polysynchronous is you can do that, you can be there in person. Additionally, you can hop online and watch it live as well. Now, the hardest part of designing a course to be engaging is the asynchronous. So my recommendation to teachers is always think from that perspective and backtrack from there. I don't know, you're the communication guy. How does that sound to you with all of the modalities of communication that you've seen over the years. Yeah, you know, so like the idea to me of an asynchronous class, um, if you're putting that together, you, you need to find a way to keep that student engaged. Um, you, you need to find a way to keep them engaged, keep them progressing through the class. Uh, 
because it does take a lot of, of self-discipline if you just sort of have this online class that's open for 16 weeks, for example, you know, like a typical class is, uh, it can be real easy to start putting that class off if, you know, there aren't routine checkpoints that you have to go through, basically. Um, and, and, you know, you, you also have to present material in a way that they can get it when the, you know, the first time. Um, and you really have to work to make yourself available too to students because, uh, you know, they need to be able to understand the material. And now you don't have a classroom where you can raise your hand and say, Hey, I, I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot that goes into the design of that. And I, I think that can work really well with some classes. But, you know, obviously, if you're talking about a class that, that requires a lot of hands-on things, you know, laboratories or, or whatever, you know, that's a harder way to do that. Um, you know, at the same time, the, the concern, you know, especially if you're talking about like a polysynchronous type class uh, where somebody could just hop in online or show up in person is you also have to make sure you're keeping in mind that you're not just teaching to the students that showed up in person in the classroom. And as the college, if, if you're going to be offering models like that, you need to make sure that the technology is right for that. You know, that we're not just setting up a webcam that is capturing, you know, hollow audio of a big room. And if you do join in online, you're going to struggle to hear anybody speak. Excellent point. And, and another element that I think about is, and, and perhaps you can weigh in from, from your experiences, is like newscasters, you're not talking at people. You're talking to people. You're trying to engage them. So a teacher that's going to stand there and just spew out knowledge, I mean, we might as well put a tape recorder and replay somebody else's. That's not what teaching is about. Uh, and I agree with the classroom. Absolutely. I cannot agree more with you. But while you're recording high quality in the classroom, I think it's exceedingly important to have supporting material and not just tell them go read chapter whatever from the book no have links to youtube videos have links to your videos where you're explaining or showing have any number of different things and create it doesn't matter whether it's fully asynchronous or fully in person create opportunities for meaningful interactions among students and i have to Get on a soapbox for a minute here and say, you know, you have to make a post and respond to two posts every uh, week is not a meaningful interaction. In my opinion, it is not. It is the equivalent, the modern day equivalent of a, of a correspondence um, education model. Meaningful interaction is create opportunities for students to learn from one another create opportunities for discourse and debate. They can be asynchronous. And you can have somebody in Robinson, Illinois, and somebody in, in Madison, Wisconsin doing it asynchronously and benefiting from one another. 
but saying, oh, you've done a great job, kudos on what you wrote, and have you thought about this is not enough. What have you learned from that interaction? Right. And, you know, we, we have seen people that, you know, it's that post and the two responses that checks right. a box. And, you know, the grading is not much more than you you did that. And, you know, there may not be a lot of feedback in what you posted. And and that is is not good either. But, you know, part of the reason why colleges really should be thinking a lot about engaging in online uh, education is, you know, we, we've talked about enrollment a lot and we're starting to run short on time here. And this could easily be, you know, probably 30 minutes on its own. But the reality is, as we look for ways to capture students from differing backgrounds, especially adult uh, students that are working, that have families, uh, online education is a good way to capture those students. I agree. And I'm going to go one step further and say kind of like when we invest for retirement, you want to be diversified to meet the needs of all learners. So all of the varying modalities, the things that we don't even know are going to happen in the future, we need to be ready for them. Because the, the question that we have in higher education is, not just how can we be here in 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 next 10 years but how can we be competitive and relevant in 10 years so if you enjoy topics like this be sure and subscribe to us here on youtube ring that bell down below you'll get uh, notifications when we post new content and of course if you'd like enjoy if you enjoy if you like if any of those adjectives work for you let's talk ed uh, you can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.